I found it, Kip. I found it, Kip. I found the information on goalies in the All-Star game. All right. Why don't you, you introduce the hour? I forgot did, we did, have to do that. Did, did, did you jump ship here? I'm waiting for Derek to say, hold, go, <laughs> go, go. I did. Go. I did you I jumped. The cue. Sorry. You jumped. That's right. okay. Offside. False start. Offside. False start. 10-yard well, penalty. Yeah. Repeat first down. Go Welcome ahead. into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. It's the National Edition as we get geared up for the NHL All-Star Weekend. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick with you for the next hour. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Go, JB, go. Um, 100 grand. 100 grand for the goalies yep. is the most that they can win. Meyer, uh, Steve Meyer says the winning goalie in the shootout competition will receive $100,000. So... Buddy, I can't think of anything more insulting in my life. You can you can earn a tenth a of tenth. what? <laughs> well, a I mean, tenth. I mean, your the output is about a tenth as much. Most likely to pull a groin gets a tenth of everybody else. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Highest injury risk. They got to be really, you know, because you get all your gear on, you're way out of your you your usual routine, mm-hmm. right? And then you're sitting the there. Best deekers in the, the sitting world. Sitting there, ice cold. Like, how do you stay warm? You're right. They should be getting more. He the could, winning goalie should be getting two million. Cujo says he'd be cutting deals with whoever was shooting. You know, the chance to win a million bucks. So I can see. Play, I win a hundred grand for if I win this thing, or you pay me two hundred and I let you score. Yes, and you'd have good reason. Yeah. Right. Make money. Like if. The commissioner of the league ever called him in and wanted an inquiry on it. He's like, "Yeah, I did it." Yeah, like <laughs> you, 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 you guys, you, you treat us like crap. Yeah, yeah, I had, yeah. I was out there. I put myself at risk. I was getting that money. We're literally the most important position in the sports. If you don't yeah. have me, no, 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 no. Go ahead. No, they are not. Based on the fact that they can only take a hundred grand home while everybody else gets That's a million, what, tells you everything you need to know what the league thinks of your position. That they should feel aggrieved because of that. <laughs> we are generating a problem. Your targets. You're nothing more than human targets. The disrespect. Okay, you're the a bullseye for the shooters. That's all. You're. And you know who should be mad? The fans of teams who sent a goalie. Canucks fans see Thatcher Demko going in there, they putting himself on do, the line. Why don't they do, like, junior goalies? Or Ah, you can't do Emergency that. all-star. Get backups. Get Airsy in there. These are terrible ideas. Get Airsy in there. And <laughs> what was the other guy? Jet Alexander. Get those guys in there. Don't, poor Jet. Don't put him in the same boat. As wow, Jet, yeah. Jet's, Jet's a real goalie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. All right. Anyways. Uh, we're going to have uh, Patrick Alvin uh, in about 30 minutes to talk about his new extension as well. So a lot of good things still continu- continuing in Vancouver. But uh, for now, let's go to Emily Kaplan, ESPN hockey reporter. Does a terrific job. Emily, are you in Toronto? Are you on your way? Where are you? We're in the Uber. We are approaching the airport in Chicago. You guys might get me through that. And then I'll be flying to Toronto tonight. Well, listen, uh, can't wait to have you here. Uh, big weekend ahead of us. Um, just your overall thoughts about uh, going into the break and uh, what you're going to experience in the next few days. Yeah, no, I'm super pumped to get to Toronto. It's one of my favorite cities. Reminds me a lot of Chicago. Similarities, the Lake of Friends. In fact, all that. Uh, we've got better architecture. You guys have better Asian food, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
weekend um, it's always there it's one of the best weekends of the year just because it feels like a lot of the nhl descends in one place and there's just an energy around that and then i think that the all-star game might just have a little extra juice this year and years past i know it's grown kind of stale and we at espn the last two years broadcasting it didn't feel great about it especially the skills competition which straight away from it got a little bit gimmicky and it seems like Connor mcdavid and some of the guys in the league uh, kept the NHL line, offered their ideas. So I think the fact that skills actually matters this year um, is pretty exciting. It seems talking to some of the guys, the fact that winner gets a million dollars, second place gets absolutely nothing. Uh, the stakes are real there. The winner gets a million dollars, but the goalies can only win 100000 We were just complaining about that. Do you think that's fair? <laughs> no, I mean, I feel for goalies this year, right? Like, this is the year they're maligned on everything. The shooters get all the advantages state percentage is down and now we disrespect them with this so i'm with you um i, I honestly think they should boycott i'm <laughs> boycott they should actually form a picket line i love it emily uh yeah, where's the goal you get yeah uh storylines coming into the all-star weekend uh where do you have expansion as one of them because we keep hearing more rumblings uh about utah and the fact that uh maybe maybe gary bettman and his owners are just running out of Patience with Arizona. Yeah, you know, I've been to a million of these league events now, and there's always the Gary Bettman press conference the morning of or the day before, and it feels like every year it's the same version of these questions. An expansion always comes up, and the Arizona situation always comes up. But this year, I do feel like there's some imminent movement going on. Um, And I think behind the scenes, there's clearly progression that the league has made with Utah. This is a preferred ownership group. Ryan Smith, um, who's done a really good job with the Jazz as well as the MLS team, got some ties to hockey. Um, He's got some ties to the Devils ownership group. Um, He's clearly built up a relationship with Gary Bettman to the point where another owner told me he clearly trusts him. And it feels like right now it's inevitable that Salt Lake, and really they're going to call it Utah because they don't know if the arena is going to be in Salt Lake or not. Um, is getting a team. And whether it's Arizona, whether it's an expansion team, I don't know. I asked Ryan Smith that. He says he doesn't care. Just get the NHL to Utah. So I expect some movement there over the next couple months because, look, the Arizona situation's got to come to a head. Um, and it seems like Gary Bettman at least put a complete, uh, contingency plan in place. But also, if that's, you know, if they figure out Arizona, that's great. Everyone's happy. You get almost a billion dollars, if not more, with this new expansion fee. And I think the owners are going to have a hard time saying no to that. And they probably won't. Uh, my two cents is that it should be in Salt Lake City if they're going to do it, not somewhere else in Utah. But the question I have there is just... Oh, just to be clear there, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more so just, it's now this expanding metropolis. It's one of the fastest-growing yeah. regions in the U.S. So if they build a new arena, which it sounds like they will, yeah. it just might be in one of the like fancy suburbs closer to Park right. City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. That's a, It is a good hockey place. Um, and I can see why they want it there. My question, though, is just you mentioned the ownership group and, you know, Bettman sees it as a preferred ownership group. How, how much of where these teams go, expansion teams and whatever, is about the people it's going to versus the city it's going to? Yeah, I think the, it's hard to handicap which one is more important because I think they weigh pretty heavily for Gary Bettman. Um, you know, in terms of markets, I think they look at Utah, they look at the way that they've supported the Jazz the fact that, as I mentioned, it's a really fast-growing market. It's an affluent market. There's a lot of tech there. Ryan Smith, being this preferred guy, he reminded me a couple times. He's in his early 40s. He's still very active in the tech world. Um, so that market is good for those reasons. But then also the ownership group is important. And it's the people Gary Bettman 
wants to go into business with. And Ryan Smith did pitch himself on like, hey, my company is pretty successful and I have a day-to-day purview of what's going on in tech and innovations. And if you want your league to go forward and you really want it to grow, I can have an active voice there. And I think Gary Bettman, who a lot of times does run an insular circle, does seem open to that idea, bringing in a person like that into the NHL realm. We're talking to Emily Kaplan from ESPN. Uh, Emily, in terms of the talk of, of Utah, where is Atlanta? I believe that, uh, you know, there's a report from Kevin Weeks talking about uh, a building coming in Atlanta today. Uh, but uh, outside of that, uh, is, is 34 the magic number now for Gary Bentman to hit uh, in the next few years? And like, it's tough to say. I can't quite get a grasp of what's really going on in Arizona. I mean, uh, Atlanta, rather. I know that there are some active NHL people involved in that project trying to get it there. Anson Carter probably being the most forward-facing. Um, and, you know, we know that it's a market that the NHL has tried and has left and has left again. So we'll see. I, I really can't get a sense. I do know, though, that it feels like once the NHL gets another team, Utah does seem next in line. Um, but once they see the expansion fee for Utah, which is going to be far more than Seattle, which was far more than Vegas, um, you, you think that everyone might get a little greedy here and want to expand more. What that does to the product on the ice, I can't say, but I do know that the union and players are probably happy at least about a couple more jobs. So this is a weekend that we typically celebrate hockey and all the positive and fun things, the great players and all that, but Bettman is going to have to answer questions about the sort of Hockey Canada scandal, the, I shouldn't say scandal, the thing that's going on up here with the kids who have all been charged. Um, you know, how do you expect the NHL to handle these players? It seems like it could be a couple years before this court case gets all the way through. How do you expect Gary to handle these players in the interim? Thank you. Sorry, I'm just getting to the airport. What beautiful timing. First time you had to me a tough question. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I think this, this is going to be a really delicate one yeah. for the NHL to navigate. Um, you know, I do believe that the teams will have ground if these players are charged to terminate contracts. I mean, there's standard clauses in every contract about behavioral and codes. And you look at what happened with Corey Perry. There was not a criminal matter, but Chicago had no problem terminating his contract. Of course, the union did have some grievances with it. Um, But what I would expect is the NHL to take a lot of caution here. They have because they haven't wanted to ask above the London Police Department at any point of this. They're trying to follow the precedent of what's going on with the law. So I'd expect them to put these players on some sort of commissioner's exemplist, whether they're paid or unpaid, that's unfair to me. And the truth is, all of these guys are not uh, locked up to long-term deals with their teams. Most of them, if not all of them, I believe, do become free agents this summer. So I think it's going to be a situation where the league is going to try to let these teams involved um, weather it out for the next couple months and then basically say, hey, look, you don't resign them. Our hands are washed. They can't sue us for, you know, this or that, and we'll take it from there. But, you know, one other aspect that's just been kind of uncomfortable for a lot of these teams, the five players on the, four, or the three teams in the NHL, is that the players haven't been honest at all with their general managers or front offices of what's going on. That's been under the guidance of their lawyers. So I do know that a lot of these front offices feel like their hands are tied and they're kind of just coming to head with what the reality is now. Emily, is that what happened with Calgary? Uh, just a, a, a lack of information? Because there's a lot of people that are, are skeptical. Yeah. You know, that's my sense. And I know it feels really unsavory and uncomfortable just to blankly say mental health and all the strides we've made about being transparent about mental health. 
and now to say, okay, can we trust anyone who's going to use that as an excuse? But I was told a couple different times when I was, you know, making calls on the story that teams in these front offices really were left in the dark and the players were like, look, I can't say anything. I just need a leave of absence. So my sense is Dylan Juve, under the guidance of his lawyers, cited mental health, the Flames put it out there, and now we're looking a bit, a bit silly. Yeah, uh, Kip, are you good on that yeah. topic? Um, anyone else who wants to hear more on that? We talked to Katie Strang a little bit about it in the first hour as well. Um, Emily, wanted to, to get your thoughts as we head towards trade deadline about potential names that uh, could be involved. We know you always have your ear to the streets up here in Canada. If you mention a name, it makes a story. What, uh, what's going on out there? Is there going to be some active Canadian teams? Yeah, I think there will be some active Canadian teams. Um, you know, this year, like all the other years, every time I'm making my calls, everyone's trying to temper expectations, a stagnant salary cap. It's going to be really boring. Um, this year, the excuse everyone's citing is all of these teams mucked in the middle, uh, fighting for playoff races. So you don't really know who the buyers or sellers is. But when I was making calls over the last several weeks, there was one team that kept coming up as the one team that feels like it's going to go all in this year. And that's the Vancouver Canucks. I think that front office, you know, you'll talk to Patrick Galvin after me, so maybe you can ask him this directly. Yeah. But uh, it seems like they're really happy with what they have to begin with. You know, I think if a guy like Jake Gensel becomes available in Pittsburgh, he's probably number one on their target list. He does have a history with Jim Rutherford. But I think the Canucks are going to go for it. And I wouldn't be surprised if the other Canadian teams add as well. It just feels like this year you have so many good options to break that streak. But uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. Emily, I'll ask you one more, and we'll, we'll let you catch your flight, I promise. Um, uh, the, the Los Angeles Kings and, and the fall here. Uh, some people are suggesting maybe they're going to take the all-star break to kind of reassess. Are you hearing anything out of L.A. that uh, would suggest that, uh, you know, they might even be thinking about uh, a coaching change? Is that possible? It's been so stunning, and from what I understand over the last several weeks, as this really began to deteriorate, the front office has been pretty steadfast of, like, we need to run our course, teams go through slums, and they really believe in Todd McClellan. He's under a long contract. They feel like he's the biggest reason why they were able to take this jump, get out of the rebuild. They find him to be a genius and really brilliant and have a way with these players, but the longer this goes, Good men lose their job all the time in this league, and it's fair or unfair. I mean, just look at Edmonton and Jay Woodcroft. So I wouldn't be surprised if that situation changes, if these losing piles up, because let's face it, this is embarrassing. You shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't have to unravel like this midseason, especially with the leadership group that they have. So we'll see how it shakes out. I do know, though, that the front office really was preaching stability, saying, like, look, we're not going to go. At the trade deadline, get a lot of players. We're getting Arvidsson back. That's going to be our trade deadline ad. Like, we're in it with this group. We're in it with this coaching staff. Uh, but things can change pretty quickly when the losses pile. Emily, safe travels, and we'll see you soon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for bearing me uh, through this uh, transition. But I'm at the airport, so thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Appreciate it. All right, safe travels. Emily Kaplan, ESPN. Hockey no. reporter. Oh, she, she hung up on it. A dial tone. Is she on a house a phone? Dial tone. Well, I, that, Did she use a jarred, rotary phone? <laughs> when I, when's the last time you heard a dial tone? It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> been a while. So, um, main takeaway? Main takeaway? Uh, just LA's intriguing right now because the all star representative is uh, uh, Talbot. Yeah. And, and he's been. Well, but he was great off the start, and it got to the point where eyebrows were raised. It's like this guy's just as good as he's ever been. But, 
Are they now looking for a goalie before they think about a coaching change? Well, I guess that's a place to start. Tough for everyone to find a goalie. Um, you know, on the... Would they int- overpay for Markstrom to get him to Certainly could lift? be. I mean, I, right now it just seems like every time you see a team take a big swing and commit to a goalie, I think a Corpus Allo, it's like it, it hasn't panned out. When's the last big goalie contract that, like, you're like yeah, yeah, that's that's really looking good. So Markstrom still has three years left. That's that's the big at end. least two for yeah. sure, if not three. I'm just looking at uh, Cam Talbot's last since January seventh, basically the start of the new year. Eight eight two eight nine seven nine twenty seven eight fifteen eight twenty one eight sixty five seven fifty. Mm-hmm. Not great. It's like well, I mean, you can kind of, you know, it's, it makes you feel stupid talking about hockey because like <laughs> God, the Sens, yeah. God, they can't win a game. God, the Kings, they look awful. It's like well. Look at the goalie stats a lot of time, and it kind of tells you a story. Like, I know it's, it's not all that, but the Kings were a pretty good defensive team. That was kind of what their calling card was when they were playing well at the start of the year. Were they good defensively? Were they just getting way more? Sa- like, it's just, it all comes back to the goalies. Who are only getting 100,000 at the skills? <laughs> yes, correct. I was say the other takeaway from Emily to me is the Gensel-Rutherford connection, which I hadn't put together. Because I know that Vancouver has been linked to Gensel at times as another offensive guy. Yeah. But Rutherford did have him. Rutherford would have seen probably the best of him at times. It's to me, it's very unlike Kyle Dubas to trade Gensel. Well, you have seen him. He's, he's more of a guy that rental. would try to sign him or just not trade him and lose him. That's like, that was a Kyle uh, Dubas. That, that to me is uh, not an option. In. It's not an option for Kyle Dubas. Well, he's to done sign it him and lose him ten times. He did, yeah. Like when it's JVR, Bozak, uh, yeah, yeah. who else? Hyman. Mid, mid, Hyman. mid, Hyman. Hyman. Mid then. Hyman's Star a 50 goal now. scorer. Mid <laughs> then. They thought they didn't know yeah. what they had. Yeah. He knows what he has with Gensel. You can't put him in the same category as those guys. This guy's a legitimate scoring star in the National Hockey League. Jake Gardner, too, he did that with. Mid. But I. I I don't know. Good players, you just but he, it up. Hey, yeah. I, I know he's, what, what did we say? Kyle had a six-year deal, seven-year deal. Seven, yeah. I, I don't care. Uh, pressure's on him not to, to screw up this. There's no pressure No, there is. Him. No, no, no. I disagree. I, I don't think there's pressure necessarily. You can't get from, it wrong. Well, Let's no, put no it that way. contract pressure. There's like, yeah, people calling him a joke or whatever. But I but think he's, gonna, he's not getting Fired and yeah, there's years. no pressure from inter- yeah. I think, internal. I think in two or three years he could get fired. Really, Babcock got fired in what year? Babcock got fired before he coached a game in Columbus, so maybe it could happen. I'm talking no, Toronto. I'm talking Toronto. Five? You're five of eight. Okay, I mean, yeah, he could get. He's going to stick around. I'm not suggesting yeah, yeah, that yeah. he's going to get fired because he made one bad trade. But I'm, what I'm saying is, if it goes bad now, if, if it goes bad now and it and it has a domino effect on him. You think this Fenway group gives a crap about his long-term deal? I did prior to this conversation. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I, 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 this is a this is a multi-billion-dollar corporation that owns biggest teams in the world. I don't think Kyle's contract's going to hold them up either way. If they want to, yeah, they should just trade Sid. Well, that's not happening. No, no, okay. I mean. Unless Sid wants it to happen, right? Yeah, I just I guess he he wants to be one team his whole career. Yeah, but to me, they're just never going to win anything. Yeah.
It's all, like if you and maybe he's maybe he's satisfied. He's had a wonderful first ballot Hall of Fame, one of the all time great careers. Maybe he's just like, yeah, I want to be a one team guy. But like, to me, free him. <laughs> well, truly, free yeah. him from that. Like it's like they're going the wrong way. Listen. They're going to make the playoffs. Nah, and they not. could win a round. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, Kev. Tell me who's going to make the playoffs. I'm just Because I'm seeing teams that don't want to make the playoffs. So right now in the Atlantic, or sorry, in the Metro, yeah. if you do, so I'll just do wild card or whatever. Sure. Detroit is in the second wild card spot at 57 points. Okay, they're, be- they're, they're, they're going to be better than Detroit. They have three games in hand and six points behind Detroit. So they are, you know, they can get there if they win those games. Islanders are a point ahead of them too, but they're yeah. better than the Islanders. Islanders yeah. are minus twenty three goal differential. Yeah, they're Penguins they're, plus 10. they're gonna be plus fine. You, uh, I guess, and the, and you're, you're not telling me who's gonna make the playoffs, and they're not. I'm looking at this Kipper, and you, I hate to admit this to you, first time ever. You might be right. <laughs> um, but I just, and even look at the third spot in the Metro. Like, is Philly gonna stay there? Philly's, yeah. Right? right, like that's probably even, a spot up for grabs. Philly doesn't think Philly's going to yeah, there. So. Yeah, and no they're Carter gonna, Hart. Yeah, they're going to start selling off pieces. Hart, Carter Hart's gone. Gone. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so they're going to. Yeah. No. They're getting in. They're getting All right, in. Give, give us game time. For, um, first time. Well, we'll break and then prep for Patrick Alvine. Yeah, we'll do right. game time here. Uh, and then, uh, oh, I did hear some news for Sportsnet 916 Calgary on. Uh, oh, you, you read this and I'll get what, to what it. What do you got? Oh, just some Hannafin talk that I heard. Anyways, go ahead. Okay. Let's uh, make sure to get back to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Remind me, would you? Yeah. I've had six concussions. Old text. There's actually a couple good hockey games tonight for a change. Okay. After the last two nights. But we tonight we have Ottawa and Detroit, which is it's a pretty game good game. It's game time. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, thank you for that reminder. It's game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. At Bet365, must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. I've only been doing this every day since October. <laughs> I don't know why I would forget to read that. Um... Pretty even month, pretty even money on Detroit and Ottawa tonight. Uh, minus one fifteen for Detroit, minus one hundred five for Ottawa. Bet three six five has no idea what to do with this. They probably saw last night's results and were like, God. "Neither team's gonna be trying." Yeah. Uh, was so, you know, <sighs> Ottawa got a nice win, comeback win. You could sell yourself on the momentum coming into this, get another good win going into the break, or you could sell that they're gonna completely pull the shoot. I don't really know which way I lean, but I would lean sends in that game. Uh, Pro sense, you know that. And then the other one that's a pretty good game is the Kings and Preds. Kings need something desperately. No, they have to win this, this game. De- they desperately need this one. Uh, kind of like Toronto going into Winnipeg. Yeah. Those last two games where you're like, hey, you want to take the edge off yeah. this weekend? Yeah. Go win a hockey game. So right. they're minus 120. I feel like Bet365 feels the exact same way about that. Nashville's plus 100. Kings have looked really bad. Haven't been getting a lot of saves. Not bad value on the Preds who don't suck as bad as I think they do. I'm I've watched all over a couple... the Kings now. You, you, you do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Kings There's win. Too much at stake there. Okay. And Nashville didn't look great uh, against Ottawa, blowing a three nothing lead. And um, the last game of the before the All Star break is the San Jose Sharks and the Anaheim Ducks. Feels like the San Jose Sharks should, uh, sorry, the Anaheim Ducks should probably not be minus 185 favorites over anyone. Yeah. But the Sharks in the second head of a back to back, who knows? Hey, here's a Don't stay away. That one. Stay away. Yeah, exactly. So, Sometimes uh, that's the best advice. That was game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds to find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only.
please play responsibly. Yeah, that's a friends and family game. Yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. There, there is not. That's a no hitter. Yeah, last okay. game before the All Star <laughs> yes. break. Two easy, bad teams. Easy. We'll, we'll, we're we gonna go to break. Time. Yeah, I got a tea time in Cabo. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Break. Okay, we'll take a quick break, and when we return, Patrick Alvine will join us, general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. We'll talk about uh, short-term, maybe long-term goals of Vancouver, including what we can expect at the trade deadline. And as I said earlier, we'll discuss uh, Hannafin and his situation, short-term, long-term, with the Calgary Flames. All righty. Plenty more. Real Kipper and Bourne. Don't go away. Get smarter when you listen to Hockey Talk, the Hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, as we uh, anticipate. Patrick Alvine will join us. Yeah, these guys have, like, their timing couldn't have been better between Patrick and Jimmy Rutherford. Yeah. Eh, team's doing okay. I think I need a new contract. I mean, that is <clears throat> strike when the iron's hot. It's a good, good lesson for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, just before we get to, to Patrick, uh, just want to touch base a little bit still in Calgary. Yeah. Because uh, Emily did talk about, let's face it, Calgary Flames are taking a lot of heat uh, over their press statement, their original press release on Dylan Dubé that uh, really centered around uh, mental health and the attention Mm -hmm. that was towards that release and then ultimately finding out uh, through uh, his lawyers that um, he is one of five. But... You know, Emily did make a point that perhaps there's a lot of people here still in the dark on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my first thought, much like most of them, is like, oh, boy, did Calgary really screw up? But I get, they're, they're not dumb people there. No. You know, they just wouldn't do that. Yeah. There's just nothing. There's nothing there that will make me believe that at the time, Calgary didn't honestly believe this. Yeah, well, well I, like, I, I would say that I was in the camp of, not, I didn't pile on, but, you know, you think, like, how could they actually do that? And then you hear what Emily said to us, and it's like, well, yeah, they probably were instructed to not be truthful, and, like, there's, you know, a lot to be in the, there's a lot in the, like, there's a lot of gray area. Yeah, the, the press release said that Dylan Dubé is taking a leave of absence for mental health reasons. Yeah. And I think if that's what the player tells you, tells the organization that you can't say, well, we actually, you know, like you just, okay. Yeah. You know, that's all. I'm going to do a lot of digging on that. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I I think they probably took it for face value. Right. For sure. Could there have been a way that made it protected themselves a little better? They were the only org who did that. So yes is the answer. Well, others just said personal leave. Right. Right. I mean, but I think the bigger point in this is just for me, is just the lack of information. And that includes like Hockey Canada, NHL, uh, London Police, the NHLPA. Like I can honestly sit here and, and tell you that I, I don't believe that uh, any any of those groups are are 
sharing a lot of information. It's like, you take care of yours, you take care of yours, mm-hmm. you take care of yours, and we're going to do our investigation here. And when we have something to report, you're going to hear it like everybody else is going to hear it. Yeah. That, that's the way it's coming across to me. Yeah. Led by now the London police. That I think, Gary, I, I don't. Th- I'm not sure Gary knows any much more out of the London police than than you or, or me or anybody in the media. Well, and it does sort of feel like this is how these sorts of tr- things work, right? Someone is charged, they run through their due process. We'll find out the result at the end. You know, until then, it isn't a sporting event for us to sit here and speculate on yeah. or whatever. It's you yeah. know, so you- yeah. And, and we don't speculate. We There's not a lot of opinion because we, we don't know anything. And there's a lot of people, like you said, you just watch your own bobber. You know, don't worry about what's happening over there or there. You just keep your eyes straight ahead and yeah. do your own work. What, what is there something about Hannafin that you mentioned before? Oh. Speaking of Calgary. Uh, yeah, there's just a real sense that uh, Hannafin's going to take the All-Star weekend break to think about a contract that is out there for him. They've made an offer, we think. My understanding is, yeah, there's something there that uh, if he's comfortable enough, he could sign. Hmm. Wow. And there's a very good chance it's big. Oh, yeah? Well, how old did we say he is? He's one of those rare guys that hits UFA at 27. He's 26, maybe, turning 27. Yeah, he just turned 27. Just turned 27. So, like, there's not a world, I think, that an agent wouldn't ask for eight years. And he should get eight. He should get eight. Yeah. And what? So he'll be sipping a pina colada somewhere going. What would eight times, say, seven and a half be, hypothetically? (laughs) Quick math on that is like 60. 60. Yeah. 60. Would that be a big number? Not a no, no, no. I, mean, I think that's a big number. It's a big number. It's a big contract, sixty million dollars. But I don't know how he could refuse that. Yeah. If, and I'm saying if Calgary has that on the table, right? Did you hear that, everybody? If yeah. that's a that's Morgan Riley's contract, right? Yes, the exact seven number. and a half. Is that two two million less per year than Darnell Nurse? Is that you know, and Seth yeah. Jones. You know, like it's. D-men are tough to come by. If I'm no Hannafin, I, yes, that's appealing. It's a lot of money and you do it. But I don't yeah. think he'd be, I don't think it's wildly out of range. Or okay. Yeah. All right. And for the Flames, too, trying to keep good players and not do a full bottom out. Yeah. I like it. And if he chooses to perhaps go to free agency and, and leave and Calgary doesn't get anything for him, the most he can sign is seven years, mm-hmm. which makes it a lot harder to get to 60 million yes yeah certainly so without well, that that'd be good news if you're a flames fan i think that there are rumors out there that noah hannafin could be sticking around depending on his decision making on the offer well, and all that i think one way or another we're gonna we'll get some sort of feel yeah. i mean there's a lot of smart people out there that can find out in a week or less if if he's going to start getting pushed the one thing i do as a, as a trade deadline guy I do wonder, though, Kip, if, like, you know, he is 27 and hasn't won a Stanley Cup or anything like that. And if you look at the Flames and their direction, they're, they traded Zadorov. They're probably going to trade Tanev. Like, they're they're doing stuff, right, to go the other direction. You're playing in, let's just say it, 
one of the worst buildings in the NHL to be a player in at this point, and I know they have a new building coming, but it's 2024, and I think that's ready in 2027. Which he will be less than halfway through his contract. Yeah, yeah, he'll get a big piece of the other building for sure. But I'm so. just saying, I if I were in his shoes, I would have just a little pause about the direction of the team for over the next three years. Yeah, or you'll be like, give me all the money right now before I don't deserve all that money. Yes. Give me it that, all. That's the smart thing to do. I would like all of that money. Can yeah. you see, can always ask for a trade. <laughs> can you see the Calgary Flames uh, being in a situation where they're looking at Vancouver and going, geez, if they can do it, so can we. Yeah, well, Vancouver has months, probably sunk months. 10 franchises single-handedly here by not bottoming out and turning it around to being the president's trophy favorite. You have a lot of teams going, hey, we don't have to get bad to do that. And it's tough to do without elite talent. What the, the real trick that Vancouver pulled was being as bad as they were with elite talent. That was really the exceptional <laughs> thing. Um, still waiting on Alvin. Maybe he got pulled into a, Elias Patterson. No, he's got a meeting with his bank manager. <laughs> <laughs> that would keep me from coming on my show. Our show. Uh, I can imagine. <laughs> a show. Um, Kipper, did you, uh, did you see the, the athletic? They do a great one every year. I hate to give him too much pub, but they did the anonymous NHL player poll. Thing. I did see it uh, briefly. Can I? But do you, did Connor's you, did you, on every list. Well, is he you, not? Did you go? Not of most punchable faces. I, did you go through it, or can no. I quiz you? Yes, you can quiz me because I do know what most exciting. No, the the, the list is who's the best player. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, who's the How best? Was, who's okay. best goalie? Who are the most underrated and overrated players? Who's the player you'd most like to punch? Best and worst refs. Favorite jersey and favorite and least favorite road cities. So you start with the first one. It's very obvious. Best player in the league, McDavid, yes. at about 70%. 69.6%. Oh, 6%. Yeah. But and where, where's McKinnon? 16. Uh, second. Second. But yeah. like how far 60%. back? 60%. Okay. Not As bad. opposed to 70. Not bad. Yeah. So third is interesting. Who do you think the players have as the third best player in the NHL? Uh, Right. Leon or Kale McCarr? Cooch. Nikita Kucherov, 7%. Yeah. I feel like all these... You love Cooch. I, I feel like all Cooch. these players just went and looked at the yeah. stats. They're like, oh, there they are. Oh, that's like the writers voting yeah, on the trophies. I, I can't, yeah. I, <laughs> can't argue with that, but... Sid comes in fourth, then Kale McCarr, then uh, Kaprizov. Matthew's got 1.1% of the vote. Uh, who's the best goal in the league? Still Vasilevsky. Yeah, 44%. Yeah. Hellebuck second, Demko yeah. third, Sorokin, and Sorokin fourth. I guess, yeah. I guess the other players didn't watch the first round of the playoffs last year. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as fine as showing all no, Vasilevsky. I, but he, short summer. Back. He, or sorry, issues. he had a long summer, had surgery, missed two months of the season. He's back. He's humming again. You're it, so scared of him. Nah, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. How about Marc-Andre Fleury still getting 2.73% of the vote? That's insane. That's just that's a legacy vote. Like Kerry Price was the best goalie in the league, like last year. And all the polls, yeah. yeah. So like now, is he going to want to get traded now? Who? Flurry, unless he's got some assurances that he's going to get a chance to be a number one goalie. You think that's what he wants? He wants to go somewhere oh, and he play. Does, he's, he does not want to go and, and be a cheerleader. Doesn't that smell like L.A. to you? Like a place you could actually be the starter? L.A. Carolina? Mm. Is there news on Freddie? Anderson, Freddy? back on the ice. Yeah. He's back on the ice, doing so, hockey things again. Frederick. Um, I hear 
Carolina, Colorado, and it has to be L.A. Well, yeah, Colorado, Colorado, Georgiev plays literally every game. Yeah. They need to, like, I think he, he's way in ahead for stars this year. So um, there's a couple one other ones I wanted to go with you, Kipper. I hate the underrated player in the league. You know, you it's know actually it's the be. least interesting of these. But no, but Kipper, you know who the most underrated player is going to be? The same guy every year. Uh, same guy every year. Well, Barkov. He's yeah, not underrated. I don't know. He's making $10 million. Yeah, well, yeah. he gets he's the so trophy votes. He's a captain. He's, he's a captain of one of the best teams in the league. So, like, yeah, why does like, everyone always say that? Where, where's Hyman now at $5 million, $5.5 million? Hyman has got 3.5% of the vote. But I, I do think that people... So he's up there. He's up there. Okay. That so, makes sense to me now. What is interesting, I think the most overrated player in the league mm. is a statement that the players made here. Um more flash and dash than substance. Barkov's just not a numbers guy. That's all. No. What about overrated? For overrated guy, more more flash and dash than substance. Overrated. So, I don't know. You've I said mean... it before, Zegras. Oh, really? Yeah. First in the tw- the most vote with twelve point eight percent. You're hearing his name out there a lot more now. Yeah. Why? Who's going to pay that? Like, what's think, he making? No, no, no. He's Angle's on a short term. To Montreal today? He, he's on a bridge deal. At, I know it's a lot of money, but he signed. Like, Anaheim did not commit to him. Mm-hmm. He didn't get the eight years. No. They so don't see him as a part of the solution. No. It doesn't seem. Yeah, he signed a three-year, $5.75 million contract. Yeah. I mean, to me, the other teams have pro scouts. Like, right. I, I, why would you be trading anything for that contract? Was he have three goals Because he's this young year? and he has 120 oh, listen, points if, in 160 if, games. If I have faith that this true. guy's grown up and matured a little bit, I would or grab him. Yeah. I, I would grab him in a heartbeat. Buy low. Buy that, low on a talent. buying low. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but the other overrated players, uh, Matthew Kachuk is third on that list. It's 6.9%. Jason Robertson, Ovechkin's in there. Hubert Oza in there. Wow. So is, so is Mitch Marner. kind of remarkable. Yeah, Marner got 2.97%. Yeah. I don't get that. Like, <laughs> Marner's a top five scorer the last four or five years in the league. Because he's in Toronto. Yeah. He's in Toronto. He has, a, he has a bad week and people hate him. Yeah, he's on the list. Uh, no other Leafs on that list. Oh, Tavares has got one vote <laughs> there. Uh, p- player in the league you, whose face you most want to punch went to Nick Cousins over oh, Brad Marchand. That, that's an easy one this year. Very recency bias sort of thing, eh? 28.5% of the vote for Nick Cousins. It's pretty impressive. I, Brad Marchand, Kachuk, Bunting, Garland, Hathaway. I can't help but, the go, other th- can't help but go through this list. The, the brothers are there, right? Yeah. How was... They're being zero Leafs now. No Leaf got me. a vote. Not yeah. even one vote. Yeah, that's... You know, you'd like, uh, you'd like one guy on there. I don't know. Maybe Domi? Doesn't he have a punchable face? Doesn't he get after guys a little bit? He, he got maybe one he would... overrated vote. Yeah, maybe he would sneak in. My punchable face when I played the New Jersey Devils as a Ranger was Billy Garens. Really? Uh, and I knew he was bigger and tougher than me and heavier and probably could beat yeah. me up. I still wanted to punch him in the face, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a, you know, he had that sort of arrogant, in a good way, you know, the confidence. I know, and then you meet him, and he's funny, guy, and he's yeah. just, like, the best guy to hang out with. And just, I'm like... What was the guy in practice that he would have to... Yeah, Drainy. Yeah, yeah, maybe don't ask his opinion. I don't care. How about best ref in the game 
and worst ref in the game were nearly voted the same guy. Wes McCauley, number one as best ref in the game, 53%. He also was in the top three for worst ref in the game. That's all Leaf fans. <laughs> yeah, that hate him. Who think that... Sh- he, Sheldon he, Keefe voted for him. <laughs> surely he did. The number one referee that screws the Leafs. No, McCauley. Yes. Yeah, they've had According to the fan terrible base. luck with him. Can, can I make it admit, I've really graduated from ref stuff. I, I it used to be like my number one hobby horse, and I really used to be on the side of the people who are like, "Oh, it's against the Leafs, blah blah blah." Yeah, but Macaulay, I don't know. <laughs> he yeah. that one a little bit. Is he, does he still ham up the fights? Fighting. <laughs> I've never just, seen just, that before. When they call the fighting, they actually bring their hands up and they shake them a little bit. It's called a, it's called a trip, No, have Wes. you not seen this? Yeah, I have. Yeah. What is that? It's, what are we, an entertainment product? Just, just they should have Bruce Buffer do it. <laughs> call the trip. <laughs> Two minutes trip. Like, we don't need the fighting. The ref show. I, yeah, who was the worst ref? I didn't even get to that one. Um, uh, Justin St. Pierre. I don't know all their names. No. Well, well that's a lot of the players, if there. you read the article, a lot of the players said, I know their faces, but they don't know the names. Yeah. Um, favorite road city to play uh, in. Um, this is uh, New York City. New York City's number two now. Number two, Vegas. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. I said to Sam, how would how would New York not be one? How is there not more of everything in having, New York City? Having just been in Las Vegas, yeah. Being a young, Listen, it's awesome. A young, rich, hot guy you, in, yeah. in Las Vegas would be pretty fun. Yeah. So That's when I true. played with the Washington Capitals going into New York City for the first time and uh, like Ike Corvo at the time mm-hmm. teammate of mine likes to go out and have a good time back then Yep, he's like I'm going straight to my room and I'm like well okay then meet me later for dinner or we'll meet yeah. at a bar mm. no I don't I don't leave my room in New York City and I'm like what do you mean you don't leave your room in New York City <laughs> okay. he goes yeah first time I was here got mugged <laughs> <laughs> Ripped my overcoat right off me. And that was it for him. And that was it. Just Never cat, went out. Yeah. Greatest city in the world. Never I'm like, going back out geez, again. Like, I, I, anecdotal stuff like that kills me. Like, did you just assume every time you left, the, like, no one in New York City walks around without getting mugged? Like, the, we'll go six of us. Yeah. You got Alan May, who probably led the league in penalty minutes back then. You, you'll be fine. <laughs> like, nope. Room service. <laughs> uh, least. Sorry, but least favorite city to play in. Least favorite, favorite. road city. Yeah. But I played in Hartford, Connecticut, the insurance capital of the world, and I could have and I could have fun there. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So okay. Winnipeg got the the nod here. Uh, is the a lot? Yeah, pretty runaway. But you know, the complaint from a lot of people, the players in reading it, is just. You're looking for stuff to do. And Ottawa was second because you're in Canada and there's just nothing. Like Ottawa downtown there. is great. Yeah. There's nothing around the rink, around that area. Um, Isn't it like an Tempe app? Phoenix is fifth, which is insane. But then you think of Mullet Arena. Well, I mean, have they ever been to Old Town? Well, the, well there's <laughs> no shortage of things to do in, in yeah. the city. It's just yeah. Carolina's, the rinks. The, rink. the, 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 the Carolina's rinks. Carolina's fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Right behind Buffalo. I could see that. Third, yeah. But yeah, Calgary's right there behind uh, Phoenix, and I'm sure and, that's the uh, right thing as well. How are we going to feel about uh, Salt Lake City, buddy? I think they're going to love it. They're going to love it. With, yeah, know. the the dads are going to love it, isn't it? Like, there's no, what's the aren't there like strict rules there? There's sunshine, and you can golf and ski in the same day in the winter. It's going to be a great place to be a player. I don't know about visitor. You're right because it is strict for social life, but yeah. 
Uh, most, in the winter, man, what, like you, you just can't find a sunshine. cocktail. It's it is certainly more challenging to find a cocktail, but you can. You can. Just gotta look in the right spot. You gotta back be a member. Day, back in the day, you dug one up. <laughs> yeah, you were able to find a couple. Sure. Uh, and last one is, what's the best jersey in the league? There's a lot of good ones right now, but I, I don't know. The Rangers is always nice. Blackhawks is number one, twenty-one percent. Yeah, of and then it's the, it's yeah, the original. It's, it's the, the only original noteworthy thing order. to me is that original six: Seattle, Arizona. We're next. Arizona. Oh, probably the the Kachina. Yeah. Wilsons are nice. People like that. For sure. And then the Sharks are really nice. I actually agree wholeheartedly with this list until you get to Colorado. Vegas. Ugh. I don't like Colorado's. Vegas are nice. My my, my Golden Knights. Vile sweaters, Vegas. My Golden Knights. Maybe really the worst really. Yeah. Are they going to hand out uh, sunglasses for the All-Star jerseys? Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, they. I forget who tweeted out today the what year All-Star game were those that you were showing me, the oh, like 1988 beautiful. or whatever they are, the orange Wales and Campbell conference stuff. And this year you got that bubblegum Carl's Jr. ass logo. With the- to me, this would have been such an easy year to be like, we're in Toronto, the Mecca of hockey. Let's honor. Let's do like a, a classic. Classic and old time. It doesn't have to be totally, but like inspired yeah. by it. Not inspired by Drew House. Like, I love Bieber. I love the Biebs. I go to his concert. I Biebs ain't going traditional, pal. But like... Oh, Bad for his but image. what direction are they good? Are they even like throwback fun nineties no, 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 good? No, no, like there's not no, even a direction no, they're no, good in. There's no. so Bieber. Are you going to the Bieber concert? Is there some sort of Bieber? Yeah. Bieber? No. Bieber? No. Come on. No. You could get in there. I, maybe if there was one member of Toronto Media that's getting into the Bieber concert, it's definitely Kip. <laughs> but I'd be the oldest guy there. Yeah, that's okay. Maybe the Biebs listens. Not out of the question. He's a Leafs fan. I, I don't know. I hate to say that question. Right. So I guess Alvin. I, so is he going to be wearing his puffy jacket? Yeah, you love the puffy jacket. He's got oh, style. He'll be sweating like bullets if he's wearing that during the concert. Well, I am curious to see who we round up when we head to the fanfare. Um, it's not going to be Justin Bieber, um, but we will be down there and asking questions of whomever alumni we, is around. Some yeah, of your friends, come I believe. Visit us. We will. We still have a full day to go until we get there. A full day of nothing. So what do you guys want to talk about tomorrow? I got nothing. <laughs> we got the draft. I did yeah. want to read. We're not reacting to the draft. The oh, draft is happening yes, tomorrow. We, oh, yeah. Okay, your mission tomorrow <laughs> oh, great. for tomorrow's show we go, is yes. to book seven guests. Twelve. <laughs> I do. No problem. I want to shout out Ali Kareem, who listens oh, to the yeah. show, and he won tickets to the All-Star game, was really excited about it, reached out and sent he, a he nice note. from who? Us? Us. Through our show, yeah. Through our show. He, he, we, he did we give the, tickets away? Every day for like a month. But I don't pay attention when you read. I was literally reading a a giveaway. We did the thing where I said in 1967. That's what you've been doing this whole time, giving away tickets? (laughs) Anyway, he wrote the show. I would have entered if I knew you were giving away tickets. Anyways, Barney. So Allie wrote the show and he says, Growing up a diehard's lease fan with Ugandan refugee parents working two to three jobs at a time, we never got the opportunity to even get close to the game in real life. I've worked hard to turn that around, and I've now been able to get to a handful of games. But this opportunity to go to the All-Star game is going to be cemented in my memories and will be something I tell my children about. Thank you truly for this opportunity and for replying. Um, he's so excited to get close to the game and the players. That's who needs to get the tickets I right that. there. I, yeah, yeah, emotional Not reading us. that. That was really nice. And so we beautiful. appreciate the message. Stop by and see us if you can on Friday. And I yeah. think he's going to. Oh, so yeah. we will... Uh, we'll take a picture. I mean, the, the lineup for our... 
maybe long. Maybe lots of people wanted to see you guys and <laughs> tell get, me to shut up. Get, well, I think you're going to have a lot of the love because you represent the Leafs oh, fan yeah, right. base. You're, you're uh, the red meat for the Leafs. Yeah, and, and bring us something to eat too, Sammy, yeah, okay? Yeah, I'll bring like, uh, I don't do little... Leaf regional games. I got to break into a cabinet for a, an energy bar. <laughs> I'll bring a little Carcucci board for the boys down there. How's that? Oh, what now? <laughs> a Carcucci. A charcuterie. It's a joke. One of my, it's, it's, a, it's, a very, it's a very niche joke. Only one other person gets it. I said it on national television. Should so I get the Danforth to bring us some uh, souflaki or what? Well, I was thinking you might. You got some. Uh... Calling the favors, bud. All-Star Weekend. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, that's right. We need a good get a Greek souffle, Greek fest <laughs> extra tzatziki. <laughs> George, oh, I love it. get my cousin George Kalinikos on it. Oh yeah, he'll bring us. He'll bring us uh, all of Danforth if we want. Whoppa! Whoppa! And, and that's just what we need. Right before we do hey, a two-hour show, carbs. Did, did you ask me if Kalinikos is Greek? <laughs> yeah. It ain't Irish. <laughs> My uh, my nephew uh, Achilles Kapitanakis also a little bit crazy. All right, wow. all right. Sorry about Alvin. Apparently he was in his office and then he went, went MIA. So maybe he just fell asleep. I don't know. Maybe he's too rich. He's Buddy, just signed a deal like that. Tired not right now. Show you turn that franchise around that quickly, it's got to be exhausting. Pushing that wheelbarrow full of money to the bank. Jen Rolnick says that we should do karaoke tomorrow. That's <laughs> the worst idea of all. <laughs> Love you, Jen. But you don't want your ears bleeding. <laughs> Couldn't carry a note in a bucket. Well, stay tuned for 15 guests in two hours tomorrow. I, I am looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Katie Strang, thank you very much for your contribution today, along with Emily Kaplan, Curtis Joseph, and Patrick Alvine. Don't worry about it. We'll get you on the rebound, my friend. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you get a chance, give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. And send those texts tomorrow, 595.90. Have a great night, everybody.